Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. It's good to see everybody. It's good to see Dan T. Lawson, too, just chiming in as well, too. It's good to see uh, our, our troll is back, Fika Leone. He says he's disappointed that I'm here. Um, we got to love this guy. He's our, he's our troll, but he's a loyal troll, which only helps our ratings, which is a good thing. Uh, no, no, no. Our most loyal fan is Espada Premiere Stark, who uh, is always there. And we just got XXX Erotica as well, too, just, just joined. So, I mean, that could only be good things. I um, want to welcome everyone to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Talking Alternative Broadcasting. You go to TalkingAlternative.com. You can stream us on our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. Um, our resident troll comes in um, from, uh, what do you call, Periscope, which is uh, at Michael underscore Dolce, which is me. I am your host. And uh, we got two people in studio. We got two great not great guys in the studio. We got uh, Mark Torres and we got Hassan Godwin from It Came From The Radio. Hello. Um, Hello. Hassan Hello, likes everyone. to be, uh, what is it, live on camera all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this, this is, is uh, you know, totally. That is your, that's your definitely favorite thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jersey I was Jedi born on camera, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Jersey Jedi just joined, that. too. He is our he is our Patreon exclusive, which we, we messed up the feed tonight somehow. So our apologies, Brian. I, I'm sorry you didn't get Jersey to. Jersey Jedi. Yeah. Nice. That's, no, yes. Nice. Yeah, so we're, we're you know, we'll, it's very, discussion. it's very good. So uh, we're going to be talking a lot of things. We're going to talk Star Wars. We're going to talk Inhumans. We're going to talk my, uh, my little Twitter spat with uh, with Nick Spencer. Mm. Um, yeah, we're just gonna t- just gonna talk about all this kind of fun stuff, you know. We're gonna talk about how he'd like to see that dumb goatee punched off his face. <laughs> that was. I'm not sure which one. We all have them. So maybe is it like a triple punch? Yes. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. Um, but hey, we love we love your participation. We'll draw straws. We love your participation. We love all this stuff. Uh, don't forget, this is a live call-in show. Eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. And just want to give a shout out to uh, all of our patrons as well too. So if you go to if Go to michaeldolce.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-D-O-L-C-E. Uh, you have to play that back to get that right. But um, you can actually go straight to my Patreon page. Um, Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by them. We have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson and Ashley. Hi, Kai. Our program director, Stephanie Dolce. Our executive producers, Steve Hovecki and Brian Phillips. And our Uber fan, which is my wife, Christina Dolce. So right. uh, you got to love that as well, too. <laughs> All right. So we're going we're gonna to just we're gonna kick things off a little bit. Uh, funny thing about the show was we actually had this really great um, conversation starting at, at 730. Whenever we have guests in studio, that always seems to happen. And we just start talking, and then we're like, well, well, shoot, we should have been doing this on the show. Mm. Um, so I got into a little Twitter spat, and this is our only election talk we're going to talk. We're going to talk, we're going to wrap this up, because I'm kind of over the election now. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to just, like, let's, you know, let's get back to get some, out of the fetal you know. Position, right, you know? let's get to some serious things like Star Wars, which actually matter, you know. Right. Things like the right. country, like, who cares about yeah, the country, cares, right? Like, stuff. that doesn't make a difference to me. Uh, yes, Star Wars, Joe Mulvey chimes in. Yes, we are going to be chiming in from Star Wars as well, too. Mm. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about that. Um, but, yeah, no, Nick Spencer, who is the death threat Nick Spencer, as Mark Torres actually, <laughs> threat Nick um, you know, he, he is uh, he's not very happy with this election result mm. and uh, did, did not take kindly to a um, a discussion I was actually trying to have with him. It was a legit mm. discussion. Uh, he basically said anyone who voted for Trump was a racist. Mm. And um, and then I said to him, I said it was that kind of blanket, you know, theology that, uh, yeah, ooh, that you know, probably got him in office. In the first right. Place. Right. It actually it actually probably pissed off a number of people enough to where they kept quiet and that messed up the polls maybe in in which case he told me to f off now the problem with him (laughs) telling me to f off is he doesn't chime in on periscope like ficlione which is our our, you know our true if he did it to me on periscope that means he's watching the show Mm -hmm. that means he's that's he's he's a loyal viewer and that's great that's what we want (laughs) to see uh instead telling me to f off on twitter you know, I like Nick Spencer too. I actually met him a bunch of times. Nice guy, great writer. Uh, Morning Glories is an excellent book. If you if you haven't checked that out, it's a really um, it's a great great book. So, you know, I definitely. Um, oh, and Fikley Owen, I agree. I hope you f off, but that's good. But you're here. See, this yeah. is the beautiful part. <laughs> well done. You are tuning in. You are actually, aside from a spot of Primera Stark, who actually just enjoys the show. You are a most loyal uh, viewer, which is the best part, part of so. the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best part. Um, so, Rolling Stone article came out, and and. Uh, Again, we're not a political show, and I'm not talking about the effect. I don't want to hear about, you know, who you voted for, what you think is going to happen. I'm talking about the cause, like how did this happen? And um, 
The Democratic Party's failure to keep Donald Trump out of the White House will go down as one of the all-time examples of insular arrogance, uh, the almost universal failure among political pros to predict Trump's victory, uh, where people who hailed from Rust Belt states like Michael Moore spoke to an astonishing cultural blindness. Those of us whose job it is to cover campaigns grew accustomed to treating the people as kind of a dumb animal whose behavior could sometimes be unpredictable, but in the end, almost always did what it was told. Hmm. Uh, And the whole time, the people whose intentions we were wondering so hard about were all around us, listening to themselves being talked about like some wild, illiterate beast. That's a bit much. You think, well, I mean, this guy's a little over the top. He always is over the top, too. Yeah, because I think he, um, I think he's, he's overlooked, well, I don't know. Never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind that. This is that live was, radio, and this can't hurt, this can't affect you in any way, shape, or form. That's that's not what I mean. But I I think <laughs> one of the main problems was uh, from from my perspective and the perspective of a lot of people I know is that they just completely misread the demographics of mm-hmm. of the Democratic Party, you know, um, or the demographics of of just the populace of America in in the first place. That's an amazing amazing segue into something else he wrote. The party not only spent most of the past 2 years ignoring the warning signs of the Trump rebellion, but vilifying anyone around them who tried to point them out. It denounced all rumors of its creepy unpopularity as lies and that much and bullied anyone who dared question its campaign strategy by calling them racists, sexists and agents of Russia. Well, okay. I don't know about the agents of Russia part. I don't know anybody yeah. that got called yeah, out gonna, as an I agent be of an Russia. Agent of Russia. Steven Seagal. Cuz I, <laughs> I could get a movie deal <laughs> off of that. And that um but yeah. Um I've seen that. I've actually seen people vilify. I remember um uh, paying attention to it and uh, Nate Silver was doing his uh I think his uh, 530 538. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um it, you know, basically around the time that the Comey uh uh, sneak attack happened, <laughs> um, which everybody, anybody who's been following the election already knows what that is. I'm mm-hmm, not going to mm-hmm. waste time going into it, but um, basically, he was he started to backpedal in his prediction. He yeah. had he had Clinton maybe up to about like ninety percent mm-hmm. or eighty five percent probability that she was going to win with uh, Trump at, like languishing somewhere to like twelve or something like that, and uh, it started to skew a little bit. And Trump came up to about thirty, yeah, and he came up to. 30. Now, everybody pay attention to that. 30 out of 100% right. was him saying, mm, Trump could actually <laughs> win. He's got he's got angles to win. And um, I just remember him getting pilloried by, you know, people on, on social media, on Facebook, and some of the other sites like, oh, come on, you know, you're just you're just trying to make up for, you're trying to hedge your yeah. bets because you were so wrong about the primaries because uh-huh. uh, Nate Silver was wrong that mm-hmm. Trump actually was the one who won the primary. So mm-hmm. everyone was like, no, stop it, Nate. You know, you're just trying to make yourself look good. You're just trying to save face, you know, at the end. Just, and, and they just completely did not give it any credence. Like there was the possibility, even though it was only 30%, sure. at 30%, they weren't giving him the, 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 the benefit of the doubt. So so two, two funny things about that, right? I actually, see, this is how we tie it all into comics. I was actually finally well watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah. And we're going to talk about Inhumans a little bit later in the show, too. how bad Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is. Oh, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, it's got its moments. It's got its good no, it things. Doesn't. It's got its bad things. <laughs> it has moments. Uh, first well, two look, seasons. I haven't given up on it. Um, lo- uh, faithful viewer of the show, uh, Jack O'Donnell and I, we, we watch it uh, when we can get together. It's it's one of those like things where you like you like plan around like this particular show. We don't care if we don't catch it live. Right. So Brave let's souls. let's at least you know we'll do it as a, like a bro hanging out thing, yeah. and we'll and we'll, we'll we'll drink some beer and watch Fair it. Enough. Fair um, enough. But the we, we finally are at the end tail end of last season, mm. and. Um, it keeps getting interrupted by the primaries, and so we keep watching. <laughs> it was like one of these, like one of these, like scary things. We're like watching, and it looks like Donald Trump is going to win New Hampshire, and it looks like, and we're like, wow, this is like crazy that we're actually watching it. Right. We just happen to be watching time. it six months later, and yeah. we're like, oh yeah, yeah, look at that, <laughs> look at that, what he did there. Um, the other thing too is, and I and I like to bring this up too. Um, again, tying it into the comic book universe, though. Um, for the most part, my social media feeds have all been like doom and gloom. But then you have like the Ethan Van Skyver and you have like Billy Tucci, who are like the only right wing. I don't know how they survive hmm. as as comic book artists. Because Probably because they don't, uh, you know, espouse their beliefs. Oh no no no! no. Have you have you seen um, have you seen um, Ethan Van Skyver's um, 
no, he espouses his his, <laughs> really? his okay. And you know what? I give him a hell of a, I give him a ton of credit. Like I there's nothing about it. Like I'm sitting there going, "Man, that guy is not afraid to say what he what he thinks." That's probably why. And he's not look, he in, in no way shape or form is he racist. He obviously voted for Trump. He said he voted for Trump. Hmm. Um but he's not like a blanket racist. But again, according to like the Nick Spencers of the world, anybody who voted for Trump is a racist. No, we're not even. Yeah, no. See, we, uh, see. If you got the exclusive Google Hangout, um, if you're a patron, you would have gotten wind of our conversation back. I don't. I don't think that. The, I think I. I agree 100 percent with uh, what it seemed to be your attitude about that. Is is that you know to 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 uh, you know outwardly just label people as racist and sexist or whatever. That's that's first of all that's inaccurate. That's impossible. Statistically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's inju- injudicious. Um, it's it's just it's just false. However, uh, my attitude about that is that you will you have to take responsibility for oh absolutely what the what the man says and what the man does. Sure. And here's a here's the uh, the interesting aspect of that is that people just kind of you know tack on the but you know well I know he's this <laughs> but yeah I know why you're laughing but yeah I know he's this but. That's you know, an agreeing okay. laugh, though. It's yeah. an agreeing laugh. It's, right. it's, yeah, but he said some some terrible things. But however, and like for a lot of people, and then there's no empathy. Do you know what, a lot of people don't realize there's no bot after that. Do you know for, what it reminded me of, though? People. It actually reminded me of that Simpsons episode where um, Sideshow Bob is running for, uh, for for mayor of the town of Springfield, and Homer yeah. gets in the election booth, and he's and he's in the balloting box, and he looks at the ballot, and he goes, well, I'm not for his Bart-killing policy, <laughs> but I am for his Selma-killing <laughs> policy. <laughs> and he votes for Sideshow Bob. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, and and so you just and, and that's the divide. If you can say, well, he's a racist, but yeah, then you are another demographic of people, right? You know, right. And the the problem is the the demographic that doesn't have a but, yeah. As weird as that sounds, <laughs> one T, but the with buttless, one T, the buttless people, B U T singular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the demographic that that, that 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 cannot afford an alternative, right? They're like, okay, fair enough, guys, but you got to understand. Because I remember when when uh, when we were all talking about this before the before the election in the first place, and people were like, wow, Hillary's uh, you know this and that, and you know ah, Trump's a clown. He's never going to win. This, <laughs> this is all Hillary's got this sewn up. He's just a clown. Um, as you remember, one at least one conversation I had. That's never going to happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I know. And, <laughs> and I'm like, happen. well, nah. we're not going to take the chance that it does happen. Nah. We don't want to take the chance that it does happen. Sure. Right? In, 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 in and of itself. It now, I reveal happen. exactly where on the demographic I fall. Fine. But That's okay. Yeah. Well, look, I people, usually look, like people, to keep that. People can have rational discussions when it comes to it. Sometimes. I'm going to I'm gonna say this <laughs> instead. Uh, and Joe Mulvey actually just uh, just tweeted in, the election show needs to be a six-hour show with two cases of beer and a bottle of tequila. I'll raise you a, a bottle of Jack Daniels on that as well, We can too. just do that without the show, though. Right. No, yeah. this is true, too. Because it's my this birthday, and I just want to watch television and well, drink Look at this. It's Hassan's birthday. It was my birthday Hassan. yesterday. Yeah. Mark yeah. and Sam have birthdays. Yeah, they do. We, this is a, I've been told. So I've we're gonna told. we're gonna do this. We're gonna actually because we got to go to commercial break. Yeah. Um, but when we come back, we're gonna actually Skip talk about Star Wars. Yeah, no, no, we're talk gonna about talk Star about Wars. Star Wars because that's what we that's what, look. That's what everyone's coming in here to to, to talk yeah, about. With talk the exception about. of Fika Leone, who just wants to troll us and yeah. he's awesome. But he says I love you, and that's good. So yeah. he's, he's, we win he's over the haters. Bets now. If we can over. win over Fika Leone, then I need to invite Nick Spencer on because we can win him over too. We can do that. All right. When we come back, Rogue One is too much Star Wars a good thing or a bad thing? We're gonna talk about that next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 
24 hours a day. Welcome back. Man, that we are back. Is so familiar. Oh, it's very good <laughs> stuff too. This is uh, Secrets of the Sire. We just had someone on Periscope ask. There's ads on a Periscope feed, and said it was fancy. First of all, which uh, Miss Pumpkin, we thank hey. you. We are pretty fancy, uh, but no, we're actually a live radio show. We're, we do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. We do it on the Talking Alternative Broadcast Network. Uh, it's talkingalternative.com. And uh, we have in studio today, we have Hassan Godwin and Mark Torres from It Came From the Radio, which is a syndicated radio show. I'll flip those guys on in the uh, in the feed as well, oh, which makes no for great radio whenever I talk to the feed. No yeah. uh, there's no question about it. But um, they're a syndicated radio show airing weekday nights on WARY 88.1 FM, yeah. uh, Thursdays 4 p.m. Eastern on BeyondTheDawnStudios.com or yeah, on demand on iHeartRadio. So you can... You can Crab them. They basically we, we kind of all talk about the same thing. Um, I'm going to burp into the mic because that's the kind of professionalism that I have here. But um, but yeah, so that is essentially what we do and what we are. So uh, except the uh, no politics or religion on our show. Nah, no, that's too bad. And that's well, that's why your ratings are not as high <laughs> as yeah, well. clearly. Obviously, you know, clearly that is, that is it. Joe Every Mo- now and then, <laughs> I've skewed us to uh, to some kind. Charlie of tries to do it too. Yeah. Joe Movi tweeted in "Happy birthday, fellas!" It was Hassan's birthday. It was my birthday yesterday. Mm. Uh, who's up for some matching Nick Spencer tats? <laughs> I think I think that that's without a doubt. We were talking last segment about Nick Spencer. We're not. We're going to move on from Nick Spencer. He told me to f off on Twitter. Um, I actually considered him a friend because uh, we've actually worked together. Although my Nick Spencer story is always one of jealousy, insane jealousy. <laughs> Um, and when uh, I had an image book out at the same time he had an image book out and all I heard was from our publisher Jim Valentino was you gotta be more like Nick Spencer look at all the interviews he's doing look at this and look at that and when we finally got to San Diego and met Valentino and, and uh, Kristen Simon our editor and we're like how badly is he outselling us and they're like oh no no you sold like four times as many copies as him um, but he's getting more press and he ended up getting his movie optioned never got made um, wow. but he made uh, there's some rumor that's annoying there's some rumored yeah <laughs> that's annoying so we we uh hello from norway uh we have people coming on from everywhere uh, i hope that uh, nick spencer will come on the show at some point he which will. he he never nick, will nick, he's got to clear nick, the air nick, nick, well so he will. i would nick, think so nick, i would think nick, so nick, but uh, we are going to talk about star wars even though miss pumpkin doesn't want to talk about star wars but joe movie does want to talk about star wars and hello, i think that's joe. a good thing uh joe movie's a really good artist as well too i don't know if you've uh, seen any of that stuff say hey to norway Way. We will say hey, hey to Norway. Hey, Norway. Uh, we are anybody chiming in on Periscope. We are a live radio show, so this is going so on the airways as well. Um, <laughs> you guys can call in though too. This is a call-in show. Uh, Fico Leone um, threatens to call in every week. He never does, so <laughs> maybe he will. Eight seven seven four eight zero four one two zero. Chime in. Uh, we're going to start talking Star Wars now. Hassan is a big Star Wars fan. Mark he is, is a is the a, Star he Wars is the, fan. Yes, anybody who knows Hassan knows he is the uh, the Star Wars guy. So I open with the question, is too much Star Wars a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. And I agree with you. Now, why do we say that? Um, listen, the, the story in and of itself, no one can, can sustain that kind of level of intricacy mm-hmm. for 20 movies or whatever Disney is planning to do. And we've already seen... Uh, the the dilution of the of the formula with the Force Awakens, uh, I I actually do have uh, higher hopes for uh, Rogue One. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot more interesting. Uh, are like you watching South Park at all this season? No, I don't South watch Park South Park. Fan? I'm South Park. You I've should. not seen this season. Yet. Oh, it's it, oh, well. Last season was their best season I think ever, and this pa- and this season with is the, kind of picking up where it is. But their entire some, season, yeah. Hassan, is <laughs> that uh, the new Star? Like they actually uh, <laughs> uh, equated. See how we we tie this in full circle? Nicely done. They equated <laughs> the election with the new Star Wars and <laughs> how people are voting for Trump because they want to feel nostalgic and people are liking the new Star Wars because they want to feel nostalgic for the old Star Wars. Right. I don't have a problem with the new Star Wars, though. J.J. Mm. Abrams? What's wrong with you? Well, <laughs> I know, right? It's terrible. I'm, I'm like a glass half full guy and yeah. there's no there's no place in the inter- there's no place <laughs> in the internet for me. Um, but but there no, really the, isn't. The, um, the reason I like the new Star Wars is because J.J. Abrams set out to basically recreate the first one mm. because to wipe the bad taste out of 
of our mouth from the prequels. Mm. All, right, get all right, wait, wait, wait. Right, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there. Go um, for it. I'm going to take a page out of Hassan's book. Okay. Um, we actually had a an, little, a little dispute about this on our, on our uh, Facebook page. I was saying how the movie Creed and The Force Awakens were basically the same movie. Yes. Seventh in the series, mm-hmm. old handing it over to the new, recreation of the original story. But Creed was done so much better. The acting, the feel, the, the heart, way better. Star Wars. Now, this well, wait. Guy now, could that be the reason? I mean, is it that it's a space fantasy saga versus a gritty? You know, I mean, the original I, Rocky got nominated. For, I mean, not that the original Star Wars didn't get nominated for an Oscar, but not for acting, not for storytelling, not for anything like that. I mean, the original, uh, you know, Rock. I mean, I why think, can't you make a good um, sci-fi adventure with heart? They they do have them out there. Sure, you have all this money being put into this project. Why can't you give it heart? Because it was a cookie cutter movie made for the masses. Please, everybody. But I kept on saying <laughs> the, um, the discussion was I kept on every time I mentioned anything about Star Wars, mm-hmm. I kept on putting the hashtag uh, Creed was better. Creed okay. was better. And this guy was like, why are you always, you know, bashing Star Wars? I'm like, well, I'm not really bashing. I'm just saying that Creed was body. Oh, there you go. Awesome. I was saying um, <laughs> that it was a better movie because blah, 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 blah. And we kept on going back and forth. And I was like, hey, Hassan, you're the Star Wars guy. Why don't you jump in on this? And Hassan in his... Um, Infinite Wisdom Here we go. threw out a clip okay. of people's reactions from The Phantom Menace. And they were all going, this is the greatest movie ever. Star Wars is back. This is super. This is, we love this. We love that. We love this. Because Hassan's point was that. <laughs> it, was a sh- it was a crazy time back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hassan, Hassan's That's what was, the, raw, the world The was world wrong. was just were, right. Yeah, okay. was, you know, there was like that whole tech bubble. We didn't know what was going <laughs> on. Hassan's point was that. When it came out, everybody just ran for it. And then once it settles in, then people are going to be like, well, maybe it wasn't as good. It happened a lot faster, I think, yeah, on The Force Awakens than it did with Awakens. the mm-hmm. other three. And, and I saw the second, the first movie again, The Phantom Menace. I'm like, you know, it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. <sighs> you know, the, uh, they, well, uh, we'll, we'll do two things. We'll do two things on this. Well, that's because <laughs> we used to work together. That's a, whole, that's a whole different story. No, the original, you know, there was, a, there was a, a version that you can actually look up on YouTube of Phantom Menace, which is Jar Jar cut out. Mm. And they're like, not a bad movie, actually. <laughs> mm. um, not a great movie, though. You're talking about heart, though. I mean, if you're comparing Phantom Menace to Force Awakens. Here, here's a, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I know the, you're not, the fan reaction. But I'm just saying that I think that, I think that there's, I mean... There me, is legitimate characters in Force Awakens. Versus. Let me let me clarify because because a lot of times and 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 the, the argument works both ways. Mm-hmm. The argument works absolutely both ways. And when you're talking about acting, you're talking about some writing and stuff like that. Certain executions of things, you can definitely say that the Force Awakens was a superior product to the prequels. Absolutely. However, mm-hmm. if your if 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 your focal point into Star Wars isn't necessarily that level of execution mm-hmm. if it's not acting if it's not explosions and and you know uh interstellar special effects although they and, and also that argument is a null and void argument of the phantom you know the, the excuse me the force awakens having better better special effects than the prequels like yeah well it's 10 years later it's, sure there's a decade's worth of advancement in you know so naturally yes it's gonna have better better special effects it's like it's like comparing uh uh, De Laurentiis is a but you know what uh, special effects wise to the 1930s right. but you know Kong. what's great about the special effects though in, in Force Awakens though I mean everything the, he he went back to an earthier tone right if that's what you're interested in yeah well I mean but I think it appeals but, to everyone well if we're talking about like it, here's the, here's the thing the problem mm-hmm. with the Force Awakens is that there are no ideas in that movie sure. And it relies on the past. Star Wars from 1977 all the way up to 2005 yeah. was an idea machine. There mm-hmm. were ideas. There were there. It was brimming with ideas, new new perspectives, new uh, new ways of looking at old tropes. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. There were you know new planets, new ships, new every every movie had some kind of new thing, some kind of thing that you just never you've never seen before sure and they and they, they use it so much to the point where they actually coined the phrase we've did we've done this which you've never seen before and we've done that which you've never seen before. Sure. it actually became uh a nauseating after a while <laughs> um and this i think what it did what it did for me um with the force awakens did for me was it made me appreciate that you know, the, the prequels were not executed 
well at all, but they were chock full of ideas that expanded or broadened Star Wars in and of itself. So, and The Force Awakens is, a, is a, a, an enormous step backwards while it makes you think that it's a, it's a recorrect or it's a step forward. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, yeah. the story in and of itself is terrible. But I want to throw this in there as one of the arguments we always have. Even though I'm on his side, yeah, it made a bazillion dollars, so you know they must have done something right. All right, so we're talking about <laughs> we're actually talking about Rogue One, but we're also talking about Force Awakens. We had a question from Assassin Blue: um, was how is Rogue One uh, uh, related to Star Wars? Rogue One is going to fit nicely, supposedly, <laughs> uh, in between uh, Episodes Three and Episodes Four of Star Wars. It's going to be the hunt for the plans of oh, the Death Star, Death which is what we heard Leia in the first, you know, very f- okay. That's the one thing with the prequels. The that fourth I hate. movie, you know, it's the fourth movie, <laughs> but it's the first movie. Uh, basically, saying a lot of good, you know, people died to get these plans. I actually said that in the third, in the in the sixth movie. Was it Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They never said anything about who the, wait the people minute, who wait collected wait the plants. So yeah, many many boffins died to bring us this information. Was Mon Mothma in? Guy. No, 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 no. I'm with you with that. I'm with you with that. But I thought. This is this is fitting in between episodes three and four, though, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is fitting in. But you're saying that Leia said that many people. Oh, died. I got you. I got you. I got she you. So she never said that. No. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So Sorry. yes. I, no, no. That's good. Uh, that's yeah. good. He's okay. So, um, <laughs> Joe Mulvey actually chimed in. Do you feel better having Disney, who's already got a handle no. on multiple? Wait, wait. You gotta <laughs> let him finish. The I know question. where he's going. Uh, who has a, a got a handle on multiple movies with? Within a f- see now you just messed me all up. <laughs> Do you Sorry. feel better having Disney, who's already got a handle on multiple movies within a franchise, in control of Star Wars than any other company? No. What other company would you rather? What other studio would you rather see? I'd rather, to be honest with you, and this is an unpopular answer. I'd rather it ended with Episode Six. Mm. I don't disagree with that at all. Actually, I think that's a that's you know. I, it's I never going to happen, think, but you know. I think tacking on more is a money grab, and I think um, I think inferior uh, inferior contributors uh, are now in control of a a story that is uh, you know that is an American uh, an American icon. Sure. Now, uh, so we had one of our Periscope people asking again: Is anyone from Force Awakens in Rogue One? And obviously not, because no. the timelines are going to be separate. It's about forty years. It's going to be forty years different. But you know what? The person actually brings up a good point, though. And you were actually talking about this: What are people's entrance points into Star Wars now? Force Awakens, whether or not you thought it had heart, whether or not it was. And is an entrance point for an entire generation of people. Yep. And I mean, you have people that are now. I mean, think about it. 1997 was when Phantom Menace came out. Well, here's we're here's, talking 20. Yeah. We're like, this is the next generation yeah. of fans who are into Star Wars, and and that I think next it was generation. I think it was, was it 99. I thought yeah. it was 90. No, it's 1999. Yeah, you probably He's you're the probably Star Wars guy. Yeah, but no, 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 no. Because then, um, what year was Episode Three? Phantom, Phantom Menace came out about a couple of months after Columbine, 1999. I don't think you're right. He's the Star Wars. No, guy. I know. I'm with you on that. He's the Star Wars guy, but <laughs> I feel knows. like it was maybe 1997, but it could have been 99. But either no, way, it's almost we're, we're we're talking about at least 15 we years, at least 15 year difference now between here. So, oh, we have at, we, we have lie. Gabe Fear Makoso just joined our uh, Facebook stream. No, nah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Assassin No Blue asked, "Is it a long movie? I have no idea. It hasn't come out yet, but yeah, um, all right. probably two hours. You're we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to actually talk about Rogue One when we come back." for commercial again this we is uh, Secrets of the Sire this is comics movies TV pop culture we do this every week on Talking Alternative Broadcasting when we come back you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Why didn't this band go anywhere, man? Whatever happened to these guys? Oh, these man. Guys well, awesome. I, look, I, we got that a singer and a bass player that, that would always still love to play those songs. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and that's actually why Hassan actually knows my um, my political views already, because that song, Command the Room, which we just talked about, was was my whole, it doesn't matter who's in charge, whoever's in charge becomes an asshole, essentially. You know, it doesn't matter what side you're on. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking Very politics true. anymore. We're wrapping up the, the uh, we're wrapping up the election talk. We're talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Rogue One specifically, which takes place forty years before Force Awakens, mm-hmm. which takes place in between episodes three and four, which takes place episode uh, one. By the way, was nineteen ninety nine, which I was correct as always, which is always good. I mean, Hassan would kept what? saying nineteen ninety seven, and I and I said nineteen ninety nine. Wait a minute, good stuff. Gabe, uh, is, G- I want to read. It's me, Gabe Firamakosu. It's his Firamosco. show. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Firamosco. I know. I, but you know, I'm looking at it on screen, and or, I'm looking or at fiasco, you guys. And as I call them. It's it's me, Gabe. Why is Hassan wearing sunglasses? And we had Ficlione ask ask the same question, but he's our troll, so he said it in a much ruder way uh, that he would like to punch the sunglasses off you because you're not a celebrity. I'd like him to come here and try to punch <laughs> the sunglasses. Off. Let's get well, that happening. I keep encouraging him Birthday to call punches. in. I think the call in the call in part would be great. Let him do it. So what I've learned from this talk so far, though, is that we have to talk about Star Wars every single week because we have a lot more interaction than we normally do. Uh, we usually <laughs> uh, we usually have our resident troll on the live broadcast. Now we do very well with the with the restreams. Don't get me wrong, and people seem to enjoy the show. But you know, phone number is eight seven seven four eight zero. 4120 for anybody that wants to chime in. Uh, but all right, we're talking Rogue One now. And the question I started out with, though, was is too much Star Wars a good thing or a bad thing? And the Rogue That's One, nonsense. you know, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I give Disney no, credit. Like yes. And, and Joe Mulvey, one of our, uh, our listeners, actually chimed in too. I mean, I give Disney credit for the fact that, um, you know, that. They're not. It's not like they're bombarding us with a new Rogue One every they're time. They're gonna make Star Wars movies until the moon learns how to talk. Well, I mean that's a good thing, though. I mean, no. I, I think I think if you do it the right way, in which case it's not the worst thing in the world. One of the things that is a theme on our show, it came from the radio, is that sometimes it's better to have something that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Because if you keep on going, eventually you're gonna run out of stories. You're gonna that's make. That's good. You're gonna keep on stretching. It's just gonna get worse and worse by 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 keeping it going. You lose something out of that. Yeah. Beginning, middle, end. That's how it should be. All right. Well, we have a caller, which is. No, he dropped. He gave. Oh, he gave up. He gave up. Oh, we, we, we were, it's too bad. Who was I it? Was making a it was our troll. It was our troll. He was gonna call in. I don't I know what happened. Tell him to call again. I know. I know. We Trolls love... can only use phone once, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Did he get his mom the dial? Did he get his mom the dial? She walked. She left the room. <laughs> they only allow one phone call in prison. <laughs> Well, that's that's actually a good point, which is very true. And I actually feel pretty honored that he would, you know, use that one call for us. Which no is no lawyer. Good, but no, we uh, we encourage anybody to call in and everybody to call in and talk about it. But no, I mean, I, I know right what you're here. saying. It's diluting the it's diluting the product. But uh, look, at the end of the day, it's going to happen, right? I mean, because there's just there, there, there's gold in them, no. logic. right? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't get that logic. <laughs> well, I don't the, get that. Well, it's just going to happen, so don't have an opinion about it. There, there's gold in them, our hills, right? I mean, there's there's of course, nothing that's going to stop. But the whole thing is a money doing. grab. There's just because you're going to make money off it is not a good reason to Should do we it. Keep well, on first of all, let's, let's make this movies. very clear. Let's make this it's very clear. I am not making any money off. That's the first thing. I agree with you in a sense too, though, because if if um. If they just bombarded us year after year after year with a continuation of the storyline, eventually it's gonna it's gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna see fatigue. I see that in the Marvel movies right now. I see that in you know what DC is trying to do, which they're putting out like three movies uh, you know a month, which I think is not the way to go. I think if they do it in a way though that you know appeals to kind of what you were saying, Hassan though, giving us something new. Like let's talk about the Han Solo solo movie, which is always a strange thing to say because I have to say solo solo twice, but. Hmm. Um, why do we want to see? I mean, no. so you, you don't you don't want to see any of those adventures? I'm sure they will yield interesting things. I'm sure interesting things will happen. Do they need to happen? No. You mean like uh, you Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Huh? How many people watch that show? The what? The, the Indiana Young Jones Chronicles? Yeah. yeah. No, I I hear you on that. You know, and how I mean, how they're the Young Indiana Jones is almost a notorious uh, <laughs> footnote in the Indiana Jones uh, franchise. Sure. So. But that was, I mean, that's a weekly serialized matter. show. You don't need no, it. If format, you don't, if format matters, right? No. Let me matter. let me ask you format this question: when you when you when you see the Imperial Walkers storming a beach, um, when you see the Tie Fighters, when you see, don't you get a chill? I mean, don't you get a little like nostalgic and go, "This is really cool"? Because I do. 
I definitely do want to see it. No. So, but the son has no soul. He's wearing sunglasses inside. Is that what it's for? Is the is is a magic trick? Basically, you're 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 dangling little props, saying, "Oh, that's cool. Hey, look at this." While all this other crap is flowing by you. Should there have been the first three Star Wars movies? The first three should the, should the prequels have existed in your, in your world, or should they have stopped at the four, five, and six? No, the prequels can exist in in, in a better form. But why would why are why are the prequels fine? Is it because Lucas is in charge of it? Then it's his story. If he's the if he's the writer, if he's the author, then mm-hmm. he, if he thinks that that uh, of those chapters were necessary for the full uh, for the full effect of his uh, his narrative, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, I am. A, I am an apologist. I am a prequel apologist, and I admit that I, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't mind them. I think that they are flawed, but I don't mind them. I, I think the originals are flawed, and I will say that to any purist who, who has, uh, you know, who, who gets in my face about it. But I still love them. Now, the, the thing is, it, it, this is the hardest thing to explain. Mm-hmm. If you care about characters. If you care about like the the you know the the perils of the characters, whatever characters are in the story, then that is pretty much all you're there for. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I want to see how this plays out. I want to see how this you know, progresses. You know, I thought it was very clever, even though we knew the ending of the prequels. It's like, well, I don't, I know what happens, but I don't sure. quite know how it happens. Uh-huh. It's same, same. What they're gonna do with Rogue One. Okay, it's like, well, I know they get the Death Star plans. So I don't mm-hmm. know how it happens. I don't know why we've you never just spoiled I, Rogue One. I, I, don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know why we never see these characters again. You know? Well, yeah, that did, yeah, that yeah. Well, because many I mean, Boffins died. To yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the third one, but, or, the, or the sixth one, depending on. See that? Uh, you know, that, that what your that's the problem is. with prequels. Well, now now it's going to be the seventh one because this little side six in between. No, 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 no. no. Well, okay. It's that a Star Wars <laughs> story. It's not an episode. This is this leads to a very good question, too. How much Darth Vader are we going to see in Rogue One? Because my belief know. is they gave us all the Darth Vader already in the cameos, and that, to me, is dangling. No, I don't I'm think sure he's going to have a major role. I'm sure he's going to have like a couple of uh, lines and stuff like that. I'm sure, I, I, I understand that uh, James L. Jones was involved with the project. And Just they've, like they've, Mark Hamill. They've, they've given him a couple of lines in uh, he's he's had not like Mark Hamill <laughs> but that's the thing I, I how involved could he be considering the fact that like you said I mean he basically you know when when episode four starts there's no mention of this obviously look they they in 1977 George Lucas is not thinking about something a movie that's gonna be made George now, Lucas knew you know, 40 according to years George later Lucas. well yeah I guess <laughs> but he's out of it now he knew he knew when to get out as well too um but if you're trying to sew that story in, then there, there's got to be no involvement from Darth Vader in how everything kind of transpires, in my mind. Because otherwise, you know, the character doesn't ring true now. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're threatening the sacred original trilogy if you don't, you know, if, if all of a sudden Darth Vader does something that you've never seen him do before and then he never does it again. Story-wise, you're ruining. You're 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 essentially you know He's risking that. So they're not going to risk doing that. The Clone Wars TV uh, show, the animated series. He was there. He was doing stuff. So whatever. <laughs> no, uh, you mean uh, the Rebels? Uh, yes, Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Right, but not. In he showed the, up. Right. He showed up, and he did stuff. <laughs> does it? Does the current? Does that really count, though? It's, it's in. It's. Uh, I know it's in. in quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But as Joe Mulvey yeah. points out, um, you know, they can just reboot this anytime they want to. I mean, it, you know, at one point, then all the, the novels. Point? At any. At one point, the novels were canon and too. Then what's the point? Right. But this is Disney controlled. Uh huh. Star Wars Rebels Disney controlled. Disney said this is how it's going to be. They're making big bag of money. Why would they change stuff? To help them not make as much. Ten bag years of money. from now, they're going to find another way to make another big bag of money. And I, I like money. They're going <laughs> to. Yeah. I, li- I like. I like money. Um, if if it's money versus art, you know, if we're going to discuss whether something should happen or whatever, if we're going to, if we're, we don't have the, the control. If on the that. argument is always going to skew into, but it makes money. Then that's always going to be the you know that that's always going to be the the, the, the trumping point. Oh, I see. I like what you did there. Yeah, you, you go on. I like you, you what, I like how you, I like how you phrased that. You know? <laughs> yes. and, 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 oh, oh, yeah, it's the trump. So yeah, look at that. It's like you've been on the radio before or no, something. No, no, I don't All right, know, we are uh, talking to the fine folks from It Came from the Radio. That's Hassan Godwin, who's also the bass player in a band that we were in that plays all the music that you hear which is awesome, and uh, Mark Torres as well. We do this every week, by the way. This is Secrets of the Sire. We talk movies, we comics. We well, these two don't, these but these are my guests <laughs> for the day. But, uh, but yeah, we do talk. We are talking 
Rogue One. Um, so is there, I mean, look, I'm not actually, I'm going to direct this toward Mark because I, I already know the answer with his son. Uh, is there any optimism for Rogue One? There's always a chance it'll be good. I only directed toward you because there's no optimism in Hassan, <laughs> period. Like, there's like, is there any optimism that you're true. waking up tomorrow? No, no optimism. <laughs> <laughs> we do not know. <laughs> we just don't know. There's always a chance it'll be good. There's mm-hmm. always a chance it'll be entertaining. Just because it's entertaining doesn't mean that it's good. How would you define good? Like, what are your what is what is the measuring stick a for good? A good movie for me is mm-hmm. something with interesting characters. Okay, engaging which we seem story. to have. Uh, we have a compelling story. Mm. And a satisfying resolution. Mm. We, we didn't. <laughs> I think that I think was Disney a good story be, to me. I think Disney should be doing more stories like Rogue One. I think the okay. I think the the adding on to the to the main Skywalker episodes is the mistake. I think they should be doing more movies like this, more of the the peripheral, more of the ancillary characters, stuff that's going on in the outside. The the, the mistake I think, and it's not a mistake because I'm sure. sure it'll make a ton of money. Is again. The, an, the the main antagonist of the main MacGuffin is yet again the Death Star. So we just sure. cannot get away from that. We had the Death Star in in uh, Episode Four, Death Star Episode Six, bigger Death Star in in the Force Awakens, and right. now the very next Star Wars movie, we got the Death Star again. Right. So it's it's like we can't really seem to get away from from that. I was, I was rewatching the um, uh, it was on uh, the Family Guy spoofs and uh, the Emperor brings Stewie and he's just like you know hey we rebuilt this thing we didn't uh, leave like a gaping hole uh, so they could blow this thing up again and <laughs> Stewie's like oh no why would that happen I don't I don't think we did no I don't think we did uh, it's, look of course you, you could pick apart every last thing but I would sit there and say well you want to discuss it no no that's, no that's well not really well yeah it's we do have to fill uh, another 20 minutes here <laughs> yeah. so I guess we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll no I think it was great no uh, <laughs> the um I guess talking about the definition of what makes a good movie, for me, what will make a good movie, and I like what you said, yes, doing more of these little vignettes, doing things that we haven't seen before, I think is a great way to do it. But I think the Han Solo solo movie, which again, I, I have to figure out a better way to phrase that, hmm. I think the the, the Han Solo spin-off movie uh, could be good as well, too, because it's going to offer something that we've never seen before. It's going to offer something that, maybe um, you know, kind of adds to it. But I will say that I... Th- I all right, let me ask let me ask you a question though before we go to commercial break because then we're going to talk about Marvels and Humans when we come back. Um, is were you are were you a fan of the novels? Were you a fan of the canon that Mm-mm. that came after? None Not of that. really. I didn't like the expanded universe. Okay, I wasn't interested in most of that. But do you consider it a valid take on what ends up happening? Um, I did until they decided that it didn't. But you know they're gonna they're gonna mine that for what yeah. they're doing in seven, eight, and nine. So mm-hmm. to me, I don't mind that they continue it. I don't mind that they're gonna that they're gonna actually do the mm. you know the seven, eight, nine as long as they mine from stuff that's already kind of worked and been worked before. Here's my and I'll be real quick. The problem is we're never gonna get an outrageous Star Wars movie again because they're always going to be keeping within the tenets of the nostalgia aspect of it so they can make sure it sells and because no none of them no one amongst them was the originator sure they don't know how far they can push the envelope where it will make them the money that they will they will spend in order to make it in the first place i disagree but we'll talk about it when we come back you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com 
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, sometimes music, and pop culture. If you like the music stuff, go to my Patreon page, michaeldolce.com. I post interviews. I just interviewed Letters to Cleo, if you're a big 90s alternative oh. fan. Um, got some know. interviews with uh, Cam coming up. Cam, uh, she's a country music star, which, not my cup of tea, but it was actually a cool interview regardless. Um, that's where we kind of segregate all the music stuff, too. Um, but if you like the music on the show, go check out my SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We have... I posted all four of the tracks that we use on the on the songs as well, too. Uh, my guests today, Hassan Godwin and Mark Torres from It Came From The Radio. Hassan also actually played bass on those songs. I actually sing, but you don't hear me, and that's okay, because you hear me enough <laughs> as it is. Um, we were talking Star Wars, and we were talking about whether saturation is too much of, you know, too much Star yeah. Wars is a good or bad thing. What role is Darth Vader going to have? So None. if you like any of this, well, don't, well, hang on, I'm trying to tease, I'm trying to tease to download the podcast. So I if you want to hear, uh, well, now you just gave it away. They don't need, they don't need, if they tuned in now, they don't need to do it. This is, this is the marketing thing we talked about, Hassan, you know, in order to market that. the show. I'll get better. Know. I'll, I'll um, improve. I'll improve. I would like to make the money <laughs> and we do it for charity yes. we do it for the people we do it for the love of the game power no. to the people go uh, go check us out on iTunes uh, iTunes.com or any any app playing device uh, anything that you can get apps on anything you can get a podcast uh, download on we are there uh, we also speak good English occasionally so, so occasionally uh, you know, that was uh, that was pretty good um, all right we're gonna we're gonna switch gears really quickly here because we're actually you know closing out the show and and as we you know uh, three uh, three radio guys and a radio engineer who also who's also a radio guy knows an hour can go by pretty fast um marvel launches a new inhumans um it's going to be both a tv show and a, it's going to be an imax the first two like i guess the pilot episode is going to be in imax um mark what do you what are your thoughts on on this and um and, and, I, and let me frame it this way did agents of shield already ruin inhumans for you um, when it when it comes to being on the big screen, I think the fact that Disney doesn't want to play nice with all the other companies ruined the Inhumans for everybody. Ooh, now, <laughs> hang on a second here, because that's actually wow, it's amazing. It's it's as if you got my show outline, which my two dollar <laughs> patrons can get. So go to their Patreon page, uh, donate two dollars, or give pledge two dollars a month, and you can get our show outline. Um, Marvel and Fox actually did play nice in order to have uh, teenage Negasonic Warhead in Deadpool. And the live and ego, the living planet is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy too. They actually made an agreement. Uh -huh. They swapped characters. I'm not sure why Negasonic Teenage Warhead uh, wasn't, um, you know, in, in X Men. Right. I'm not sure how that happened, but that character had like a, a one panel in one issue from a hundred years ago. But they did actually have to have to come to some sort of agreement, and this is coming from ComicBook.com, uh, where they're reporting that Deadpool. You know, they did that deal. Um, Sony and Marvel did the deal. Yeah, it was for Spider-Man. Fox has been talking about it, and they're talking about it from a from a Fantastic Four point of view. Mm. Uh, I mean, it could happen in the future. So, you know, rooting it. I think. I think, and and I'll and I'll and I'll get back to you in a second. But I think Marvel ruined Inhumans just by you know by Agents of Shield doing mm -hmm. like. I, do you guys feel that? Because this is what I feel. Um, you have Daredevil. You have Jessica Jones. You have Luke Cage. Like that to me is like. Connected to Avengers, I feel like Agents of Shield is like its own alternate universe. It's like a, a tie-in, basically. When they had the, those big um, events, that they're there, but they're not really there. I, I, yeah, I get no sense of impact. Like anything that's happening on Marvel's Agents of Shield, I feel like is just disconnected from the rest of the Marvel universe. And I feel like if all this stuff is happening, where like on one of the episodes I just watched, he's got like a he's got a shield that he you know it's like a holographic shield that right, actually right. works and it's real. It's like. Dude, I mean, like, Daredevil feels like it could be happening right now. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feels like this should be, like, 50 years in the future or something like that. The, How the, the far tech. are you into season two? Uh, did, I they am have the, did they have the um, the crossover with... the uh, Last three episodes. Okay. So um, they had the whole Avengers 2 crossover thing, and that was, like, oh, behind no, no, the I'm scenes. Oh, no, no, I'm past season two. I'm in season three. Season oh, season three. three. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. They so did the, the, yeah, yes, so they that did, was the yes. behind the scenes. That was them trying to incorporate what they can mm -hmm. to the real Marvel Universe right. world. So right. did you feel that that was also just a, a, an afterthought? I feel like they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants on, on that show. And, and you know, it's funny, like, um, uh, were you a big Buffy guy? You were a big Buffy guy, right? No, you weren't. Uh, I, I enjoyed Buffy to okay. an extent. 
so I feel like Agents of Shield is like Angel in the first like two seasons. They didn't really know what they were doing, and they just you know, and it, it's like the rotating cast, and it's not a rotating cast. Well, because I like the first two seasons of Angel better than really. The first I think three oh, seasons. I think three, four, and I thought three and four were amazing. I Angel. thought season four was atrocious. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was really good. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll have you back on the show. Completely we'll, we'll, uneven. We'll talk about that. No, I thought. See, oh, oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, but they would continually have a rotating cast in Angel because I feel like they were just kind of like, well, let's see how these, let's see how this chemistry plays out. Nah, it's not quite working there. It's same thing with Agents of Shield. Like, you know, when it started off, you had a you had a set team of five people, and you had Deathlock, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Mm. And then they barely used Deathlock, which I didn't understand why. And then you just you basically just kept having people come in and out. And then they brought the whole Inhumans thing. Like, oh, these guys are really Inhumans, and that's really what we're doing. But they're not the Inhumans. Like, they're not based off anybody in the no, comics. No. And now they're doing a movie based on the, the actual Inhumans in the comics. So, to me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ruined Inhumans. Well, they got ruined. I mean, they, they, they got short-shrifted from pretty much the beginning because it came out with this really bad 90s format mm-hmm. with, you know, like really quippy humor and, you know, and yes. everything was very serious, you know, like uh, Arrow was serious, Flash was getting, you know, really serious, the Marvel movies were mm-hmm. serious, There's, except for... Um, Except for Guardians of the Galaxy, there wasn't anything very tongue in cheek sure. about anything. And then there's, you know, kind of Agents of Shield comes as this kind of throwback to 1996, sure. you know, and it just didn't work. And they had there was a lot of stuff that they had to do to recreate it and re and remodel it. Mm-hmm. it didn't quite and never really caught a it caught a break, you know, and never really caught it. And they, they didn't put the energy behind it that it needed yeah. to. So it's kind of a it's kind of a joke. I don't disagree with that at all, uh, and I think that they need to kind of get themselves together. But that kind of leads to the next question, though: uh, How are the two universes going to interact now? Because it essentially is two universes. It's supposed to be one universe, and Marvel's really, really good at tying everything together. But I feel like if now all of a sudden you have Black Bolt and Medusa, you know, I mean, I guess it, look, it's I, I guess we we could be pontificating over something that's just as simple as, hey, we were on the moon the whole time, you know. <laughs> I mean, <Which laughs> it could be it could did. be as simple as Jean Grey. You know, Jean Grey was on the moon. For, for the longest time. Right. <laughs> In X Factor. <laughs> then when they needed to bring Jean Grey back, I was like, ah, she was on the moon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's essentially, you know, well, the moon is actually an alien base. I don't know if yes. anybody knows yes. that theory. Yes. You know, we could talk about alien Yeah, and uh, I, I believe theory. it is an alien base. Well, it's very hollow. I have a cousin from there. <laughs> Um, and I don't think I was supposed to tell anybody about that, but well, oh well. Put your sunglasses back on. What are you doing? <laughs> don't want anybody to tell me. Um, all right, so another thing that came out, Justice League Dark trailer. Anybody a Justice League Dark person? Anybody no, a DC anybody a DC person here? Not really. Yeah, I grew I up a, a strict Marvel guy. Yeah, I, I was, was a make mine Marvel. I was uh, too. Young lad. So I Sam, wasn't. you were a DC guy, right? Both. You were both. You, oh, both. Both liberal. I <laughs> <laughs> don't need your. No, no, no. Liberals hate. Liberals hate. Uh, DC guys hate Marvel. Marvel hate DC. There's no, you know, a liberal. Like, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. Like a moderate is like an Image Comics fan. Like that. <laughs> that's what it comes down. I, to. I have liked the the DC movies. Um, the previous really? DC movies more. No, the the recent Zack Snyder um extravaganzas have not done much for me. Well, but there are there are aspects of it. Like I like. Well, here's a th- here's actually you bring up a good point, right? And kind of tie into what we talked about before, though, right? I mean, the DC Batman v Superman made six hundred million dollars worldwide and was a flop. Yeah. So, well, according to Mark, though, six hundred million dollars means it's it's legitimized. It's perfectly fine. No, no, it's they, not. It was a flop because they expected their expectations sure. were too high. Just like. Well, they had to do with the, the Spider-Man. Hulks. You had to so, do with the Amazing Spider-Man. When they brought out the Amazing Spider-Man, sure. which was a reboot, they just lowered their expectations. And uh-huh. it made more than their lowered expectations okay. and they declared it a hit. Sure. That's how you got to work the system. So are you? do you think, getting back to our Rogue One conversation for a second, do you think that Disney's expectations for any Star Wars movie is too high? Um, No. Uh, I think they have to be kidding themselves if they think they're going to make another two billion dollars off of any of the of the next sure. few movies. Um, Even the they, Boba Fett if, one. No, uh, no, yeah, no. no. If they and if they if they have a business model based on that, then they're then then they're in some kind of trouble. I think that they're a little worried about Rogue One, mm-hmm. um, just because of the lack of publicity that sure. we've seen about it. I remember at this point last year we were on our sixth or seventh trailer sure. for episode uh, episode seven. So I think they're a little worried about it, and they're trying to underplay it 
because they 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 suspect that there there might be a problem with it. I think their expectations are going to be exceeded. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's going to do well just just by the the sense that it's a Star Wars movie. Um, I. I actually, unlike what everybody just said here, I actually have high hopes for it. I actually hope no, I enjoy it. No, I have it. high hopes for it too. Actually, I'm I'm excited for it. Cool. I I'm excited to see. I mean, this to me is like classic Star Wars. I like seeing the visuals, the way that mm. they were done in the original movies. Mm. I like seeing the. But you, you know, can see that's the thing. You saw those movies thirty years ago. How can you keep? How can you want to constantly see the same things again? You, you know, want, you okay, want, okay, seeing, you want things that are reminiscent of that to an extent, or something that's in the that that has the same DNA, but you don't want to see the same. No, I don't want to see the same thing. movie, right? I don't want well, to see it, the that's same. That's what movie. you're going to see, though. Well, they're not going to blow the Death Star up. We know that. Well, yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess, I guess that right. makes Death it different. <laughs> we got about two minutes to go, so I'm going to f- throw out some questions to you guys real quick. Comic book movie fatigue, do you think it's happening? Is it going to happen? Um, have we reached that threshold where people are just going to get sick of this stuff? No. Yes. Expand. <laughs> oh, you, I thought you were going to throw out a whole bunch of questions at us. Well, I know, but it was a good Expand question. On that uh, question. It was a good question. Um, it's just like any other genre. It's I don't gonna, actually do any work. I don't know if you guys go. realize this. I want you guys to do all the work. <laughs> See, the that's work. the point of bringing guests on. So that I can I can just kind of hang I'm, out I'm here. Well so. aware all right. Um, ebbs and lows. It's, it's you know westerns were big, then they weren't big, then mm-hmm. they became big again, then they're not big again. Same thing. Yeah. That's that's my. Take but you're on saying it. that they won't though. You're saying that we're we haven't reached fatigue and that they no, won't. As long as they as long as they make good ones, and when they start making crappy ones, that's when everybody's gonna get tired of it. How can you get tired of seeing good stuff? Mm, I don't love that. I think I think there are plenty of good movies that are out there that no one went to see because they were tired of them. Yeah, I think I think I mean the vampire genre a few yeah, years ago absolutely. was like was like the bomb, and then all of a sudden it was not, and it became the zombie genre, and then it became the superhero genre, and then so on and so forth. And there weren't too many bad zombie movies, but they just got you know they have Zombie Land. There was how Land many of the times Dead, can you see? Yeah. yeah, how many times can you see the same thing? Well, uh, gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Um, gonna have to have yeah. you guys back mm-hmm. on again. We just wish a happy right. birthday to Hassan. <laughs> and wish a post happy birthday to me. And and happy birthday to you two guys eventually. eventually. At some point. At some point there will be. Uh, All right. Are we past marks in September? So Well, this has been Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. Wednesdays, eight PM talkingalternative.com. Catch me on it came from the radio at which airs if you give me two seconds the syndicated radio show airing weekday nights on w-a-r-y 88.1 fm check out beyond the dawn studios.com or go on iHeartRadio and you can check it out next week we welcome actor director christopher wood on the show to talk about his latest short films and uh, navigating the treacherous waters of the hollywood business You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 